Our first reading for this afternoon is from the 16th chapter of Genesis. Now Sarai, Abram's wife, had borne him no children. She had a female Egyptian servant whose name was Hagar. And Sarai said to Abram, Behold now, the Lord has prevented me from bearing children. Go into my servant. It may be that I shall obtain children by her. And Abram listened to the voice of Sarai. So after Abram had lived ten years in the land of Canaan, Sarai, Abram's wife, took Hagar the Egyptian, her servant, and gave her to Abram, her husband, as a wife. And He went into Hagar, and she conceived. And when she saw that she had conceived, she looked with contempt on her mistress. And Sarai said to Abram, May the wrong done to me be on you. I gave my servant to your embrace. And when she saw that she had conceived, she looked on me with contempt. May the Lord judge between you and me. But Abram said to Sarai, Behold, your servant is in your power. Do to her as you please. Then Sarai dealt harshly with her, and she fled from her. The angel of the Lord found her by a spring of water in the wilderness, the spring on the way to Shur. And he said, Hagar, servant of Sarai, where have you come from and where are you going? She said, I am fleeing from my mistress Sarai. The angel of the Lord said to her, Return to your mistress and submit to her. The angel of the Lord also said to her, I will surely multiply your offspring so that they cannot be numbered for multitude. And the angel of the Lord said to her, Behold, you are pregnant and shall bear a son. You shall call his name Ishmael, because the Lord has listened to your affliction. He shall be a wild donkey of a man, his hand against everyone, and everyone's hand against him. He shall dwell over against all his kinsmen. So she called the name of the Lord who spoke to her, You are a God of seeing. For she said, Truly here I have seen him who looks after me. Therefore the well was called Bir Lahai Roy. It lies between Kadesh and Beret. And Hagar bore Abram a son. And Abram called the name of his son whom Hagar bore Ishmael. Abram was 86 years old when Hagar bore Ishmael to Abram. Our second reading is from the fourth and fifth chapters of Galatians. Tell me, you who desire to be under the law, do you not listen to the law? For it is written that Abram had two sons, one by a slave woman and one by a free woman. But the son of the slave was born according to the flesh, while the son of the free woman was born through promise. Now this may be interpreted allegorically. These women are two covenants. One is from Mount Sinai, bearing children for slavery. She is Hagar. Now Hagar is Mount Sinai in Arabia. She corresponds to the present Jerusalem, for she is in slavery with her children. But the Jerusalem above is free, and she is our mother, for it is written, Rejoice, O barren one who does not bear. Break forth and cry aloud, you who are not in labor. For the children of the desolate one will be more than those of the one who has a husband. Now you brothers, like Isaac, 
are children of promise. But just as at that time he who was born according to the flesh persecuted him who was born according to the spirit, so also it is now. What does the scripture say? Cast out the slave woman and her son. The son of the slave woman shall not inherit with the son of the free woman. So, brothers, we are not children of the slave, but of the free woman. For freedom, Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore. Do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. The story of Abraham and Sarah is a common one. They were unable to have children of their own. Like many couples, they wrestled with this. Like many couples, it caused tension. But their love for each other and their devotion to God is what kept them together. That is what always keeps Christian couples together. Yes, Abraham and Sarah were very similar to many couples. But they were different in one enormous way. They were different than anyone else because God made a promise to them that they would have a child. When God makes a promise, it will come true, right? When we make promises, we can't always hold to that promise. But when God makes a promise, it will definitely happen. For Abraham and Sarah, I can't imagine how happy they must have felt. They had already been married for many years and never had children. But now they would have a child. This was amazing news for them. So those first few months, I bet they just waited, chomping at the bit to know when Sarah would be pregnant. During that first year, I bet they were thinking to themselves, any month now, and they will see signs that Sarah is pregnant, and they will rejoice as a couple and rejoice with God that God makes promises and God keeps his promises. But during the first year, nothing happened. Sarah was still not pregnant. The second year started, and they hoped this would be the year. But the second year after God made that promise, it came and went. Two years turned into three years, and four years into five years. At five years, I can't imagine what Abraham and Sarah were thinking. The joy they had that this promise would happen evaporated. They bickered again. Maybe there was even blame. Abraham blaming Sarah. Sarah blaming Abraham. The love that united them was tested. Their faith in God was tested. God made a promise, but where is that promise? Six years turned to seven. Seven to eight, eight to nine, nine to ten years. God made a promise they would have a child. But where is that promise ten years later? 
God did make a promise to Abraham and Sarah. God promised Abraham that he would have a son from his own body. That promise wasn't happening. It was nowhere in sight. So Sarah and Abraham decided to take matters into their own hands. They decided that God's word is not enough. They decided that waiting for God's promise to happen, or maybe not happen, was taking too long. So Sarah tells her husband, whom she loves more than anything, to take Hagar, a servant girl, and have a child through her. Abram does. Hagar conceives immediately, and a year later, Ishmael is born. Ishmael was not a child born from God's promise. Ishmael, although loved by God, was made by the hands of Abraham and Sarah, a type of Adam and Eve who didn't want to wait for God's word to happen. They either didn't want to wait or they just didn't think it would happen or they just thought it was taking too long. Regardless, they took matters into their own hands. They did not wait for God's word to come true. Our Advent season is very much a time that is all about waiting. Just look at our Advent wreath up here. We have four candles on it that make a ring. And each week we light one candle. Why? Because that wreath acts as a type of countdown clock. We're waiting. We are waiting for God's promise of the Christ to be born. And we tick off the candles until Christmas morning, when finally we celebrate by lighting the center candle, the Christ candle. But just imagine what we would do if we just didn't want to wait. Maybe we light the candle the first week and then kids say, Oh, does that mean we have to wait three more weeks until Christmas? I want Christmas now. And so the family goes home and opens their Christmas presents on the first Sunday in Advent. And if they did that, or if you did that, you'd be just like Abraham and Sarah, who just could not wait any longer for God's promises to come. And God has made so many promises to you, hasn't he? God has promised to separate your sins from you as far as the east is from the west. And God has. Through the crucifixion of Jesus, those sins have been taken off of you and put on Christ. And yet sometimes they can still feel very close. Sometimes they occupy our minds far more than we would like. So we lean more into God's promise that he will separate them as far as the east is from the west. And he will do this once and for all when he returns. But for now, that promise of Jesus returning is a promise. It has not happened yet. It will happen. Jesus will return. But for now, we're waiting. We're waiting for that full and final deliverance. God has also made the promise that all who believe in him will never die. 
It's a wonderful promise. And all believers who take their last breath in this world immediately wake up into a new life with Christ in heaven. For now, we are not with them. We know there will be a physical resurrection of the dead. And we will get these bodies back redeemed from sin and death. Christ promised it. But that has not happened yet. And as the years drag on, the sadness we may feel of missing loved ones can intensify. We miss our loved ones so much that a part of our heart feels like it's missing. We have God's promise that the resurrection of the dead will happen. But it just hasn't happened yet. Sometimes we can be just like Abraham and Sarah in our hearts. We're antsy. We don't want to wait anymore for God's promise. Instead, we're tempted to take matters into our own hands somehow. But that never goes well. It did not go well for Adam and Eve. And taking matters into our own hands, that didn't go well for Abraham and Sarah either. And it would not go well for us as well. Abraham and Sarah did try to take matters into their own hands. After waiting 10 years, Abraham and Sarah took matters into their own hands and had Ishmael through the servant girl, Hagar. Still, God made a promise. And still, that promise was going to happen, and it did. Five years later, no child. Ten years later, still no child. But then 15 years later, after they had Ishmael, a total of almost 25 years after God made that promise to Abraham, Abraham and Sarah did finally conceive. And Sarah gave birth to a child, Isaac, who is known as the child of promise. Our Lord Jesus Christ has not forgotten about any of us. You may feel that way sometimes, but he has not. He has not forgotten about the troubles we have in this life with our sins. They will be fully removed from us. They already stand forgiven in the forgiveness of sins Jesus gives. But one day, you won't even remember them. And until that day when Christ returns, we wait. Jesus knows better than all of us how painful death can be. He himself was also separated from his loved ones when he died. Don't forget that. But he has made such a wonderful promise to all of you. That there will be a resurrection of the dead. We don't know if that will be one year from now, five years from now, or 25 years from now. But we do know that when God makes a promise... He keeps his promise. When I think about God's timing and his promises, and often how we wait, I always think about this quote from 
Second Peter, where Peter wrote this. The Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief, and then the heavens will pass away with a roar, and the heavenly bodies will be burned up and dissolved. According to his promise, we are waiting for new heavens and a new earth in which, in which righteousness dwells. May all of you be like-minded as the people in the days of Peter, who are not ones to take matters into their own hands, but who were patient people, waiting for all of the many promises of God to come true, because they will. Amen. And now may the peace of our God, which surpasses our understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.